the cult of high intensity training. So this is a response and an add-on to Alex Bromley's excellent video on high intensity training. I thought he brought up some really good points. I will link to that video in the description and uh, I wanted to provide my take on it. So where I grew up was roughly an hour away from Dorian's original temple gym. At the time that I started lifting in the sort of late nineties, early two thousands, Dorian's influence was massive around here. His training style was almost unanimously all that people in hardcore serious gyms trained. And you had just a slew of amateur bodybuilders who were all training like Dorian because they all wanted to be the next Yates. And I wanted to provide my perspective on what Alex has said, being a guy from the area. And I've actually learned how to train in a high intensity style from a guy who directly trained with Dorian. And back in the day, what would happen is you'd get all these guys in the surrounding cities. There's about four or five cities in this area, which is right in the heart of England, who would go and train with each other, go and visit Dorian one day, perhaps go and see Ernie Taylor in Birmingham another day, perhaps go and see Dennis Francis in Leicester another day, who were all top pros that made it out there in America. And so we saw this influence of Dorian just stretch right across the center of England, and it's still there. And I want to give you an inside perspective on that, which might help you to look at why high intensity training became so popular, because it seems like high intensity training is having somewhat of a revival and I'm seeing all the same hallmarks of this cultish behavior as Alex pointed out. So firstly, one of the key things that Alex said, which really struck a chord with me because it is exactly how I've heard high intensity training be discussed over here. It's this idea that not only am I right, but they are so right that you would have to be an idiot, an absolute moron to believe anything different. That's a very strong stance. And they'll essentially say there is no other way to train correctly. Now, with any strong statement, what will typically happen is a certain portion of the population will be immediately drawn to that strong opinion. One of the first things that people will say is, hey, I like this guy. He tells it like it is. When in reality, all that they've done is they've just been influenced by the person's speaking style. Now, people are differently influenced by speaking styles. I like to think I'm not, but everybody is to a certain extent. But some people are a lot more influenced by speaking style and writing style than others. And those types of people will be drawn towards somebody with a strong statement. If there's a shade of truth and there's a strong statement, they'll be drawn towards that. And the shade of truth in this instance was results, the proof, Dorian. And ultimately, when you speak to these guys who are really cultish about high intensity training, it all comes back to Dorian Yates. Okay. You don't believe me. You don't think this works. Oh, you want to present your logical argument, you want to talk about your results, well, actually shut up, you're an idiot because Dorian, that's it. That is pretty much where the conversation ends. Oh yeah, I squat halfway down on a Smith machine because that's what Dorian did. Yeah, but surely Dorian did that because of his hip surgery and he went full range of motion on the leg press and the hack squat. Yeah, but that's what Dorian did. Okay. Yeah, when I do bent over rows, I don't get much out of them. In fact, I just get a strained back. I don't really get any growth out, but that's what Dorian did. So you're wrong. I'm right because that's what Dorian did. 
And essentially, a lot of these arguments kind of boil back to that. It all comes back to the final point. And so this is why when you're having a conversation with these guys, and I've had plenty over the years, you can't really nail it down. Because whenever you nail down an argument, some kind of logical fallacy, it's always, yeah, but Dorian, there were dozens of guys who competed back then, dozens. And many of them didn't begin training like Dorian. Many of them just trained in very regular ways. In fact, if you look at the three major pros who came out during that time period from this area, it was Dorian from Birmingham. It was Ernie Taylor, also from Birmingham. And it was Dennis Francis from Leicester. Now, Ernie and Dennis were both superb pros who did not train in a high-intensity style. But we don't really discuss them that much. They had amazing physiques, but they weren't Dorian. So do we attribute what Dorian did and how he accomplished to Dorian's uber-duber training style, which is what a lot of these guys will do? Or do we think, actually, perhaps Dorian just had something else that we haven't quite identified, which put them apart? Because there were lots of other guys training with the same amount of intensity, with the same amount of dedication, with the same amount of things on the line as Dorian, who were bottom of the barrel society, didn't have a great deal of money. They're, all their hopes were pinned on becoming a pro. There were plenty of guys out there who were doing that, putting all their eggs into one basket and lacing it with drugs and everything else, putting their relationships on the line. And a lot of those guys didn't even make it to the national level. Trust me, there were plenty of guys who have stories of saying, yeah, I did that. And I wasn't that good. I wasn't that good. Like I did everything that he said. I did everything he did. I trained with him and I never even made it to the nationals, even though I was living the dedication, the lifestyle. And the answer is always, you didn't train hard enough. That's it. Clearly, you didn't train hard enough. You wussed out on your sets. That's it. So the first point that I want to reemphasize is, I know so many of those guys who never made it. Them are quite bitter at this point. You know, they're quite bitter with the placings they got. They're quite bitter with how far they never got, even though they did all the right things, all the right things, which they felt they should have done. But what was the difference? The difference was Dorian just had it. It wasn't his special training style because there were dozens of guys training like that once he started to get bigger, and a lot of them didn't make it. And there were yet more pros who didn't train like Dorian who made it. So it's certainly not the training style. So that argument completely falls down. And it's always a case of the particularly the most cultish of these guys always ended up with, I don't want to hear anything else. If Dorian worked for Dorian, even if it didn't work for them. But Dorian made it, they didn't. Why? Because it's not the training. He had something else. So I think part of why this blew up so much was it was based on contrarianism. I think, I think so. I think a lot of people who are on the outside of society are by their very nature, they embrace contrarianism because let's say they're not well suited to regular society. So education, regular jobs, careers, professions, they're removed from that, okay? A lot of those guys, they tend to advocate for these types of beliefs, which go against the grain. Dorian has said himself many times, I didn't conform, I went against the grain. He's basically talking about how he's a contrarian. And he's talking about how he mistrusts authority. He still talks about that. He has all those views. And so 
you match that and you put that philosophy of life into bodybuilding and what do you get well you get somebody who not only rejects the mainstream but also actively looks down on the mainstream and you'll hear this so often back then it was people saying yeah these bodybuilders they train like pansies they train like wusses and it was interesting the clip that alex put onto his onto his version of this and uh, the guy who was speaking, he was talking about how bodybuilders train like pansies. It's the same line that we heard 20 years ago. So yeah, Flex Wheeler trains like, trains, trains easy. That's why he didn't win. Chris Cormier, he's a dosser. That's why he didn't win. All these things you get because the one common thing is I must put the, the reasoning behind my hard work. It can't be anything else. It can't be my gifts. Because I am at the bottom of society. Nobody gives me anything. I'm the victim. I am the silent victim. And I have a voice now. And that voice is my physique. And I've built that through sheer determination and hard work. That is the thought process. And so I'm going to show the mainstream. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it better. And I'm going to do it with a completely different style because the mainstream doesn't appeal to me. It's massive anti-authoritarian viewpoints. And I think... Another thing is with these people is they tend to advocate anything which is hard over what they perceive requires even a little bit of thought. So if something is like even just a little bit complicated, they immediately poo it and they go, you know what, just work harder, just work harder. The reason you didn't make it, you need to work harder. You didn't make it at that show. You weren't shredded enough. You didn't stick to your diet, obviously. You didn't take all the sets all the way. So there's a couple of things here. Firstly, I think... The reason it really caught on with people around here is the area around here, it's, it's a fair mix of, of economic situations because traditionally this has been a very poor area. But right now, because it's right in the center of England, this is now the hub of like engineering, IT, travel, and even motor production. So there's a lot of business here, but that means there's a massive gap between the rich and the poor in this area. There's a massive wage disparity around here. And I think with a lot of these guys, they were on the bottom rung of what society perceives as those who have made it. And I think that bodybuilding was their chance to be somebody. Bodybuilding was their chance to say, hey, I'm something by anyone's standards. And not only am I something, but I did it without your methods. They value hard work. And that's what they put as the reason for any type of success. If you were successful, you worked hard. You weren't lucky. It wasn't your genetics. It certainly wasn't your drugs. It was you and your hard work and your unique training style, which everybody else just can't do. And that was the vibe back in the day. How many times have you heard Dorian say, yeah, Flex had way better genetics than me? Excuse me? You outweighed him by 30 pounds? What genetics? Like, yes. He was a sultan of symmetry, looked beautiful, but you outweighed him by 30 pounds. Let's talk about those genetics. But notice how the conversation is never on that. The conversation is always on, I worked harder, he was more gifted. That's acceptable in this paradigm. That is something to make note of. And don't fall for it. Don't fall for it. There were plenty of guys back then who were training really, really hard and they didn't make it. A lot of this actually isn't to do with bodybuilding. A lot of this is to do with fundamental philosophy on life. This is, I'm on the outside of society. Society has rejected me. I'm unemployed, I'm uneducated, I'm unneeded, I'm unwanted by the workforce. So you know what, I'm gonna show you. 
And how many times have you heard Torian say, you know what? All those guys in America sunning it up on their beach and I'm out here in the cold, I'll show them. That's part of that mentality. It's that I've got no gifts. I've done this through just hard work and pulling myself over my bootstraps. There's a good deal of that around here. And a lot of those types of people are drawn to that philosophy of training because of that. It's more of a life choice than it is a bodybuilding choice. Next thing is the drugs. Now, here's an interesting thing, which I don't think even Alex covered in his video. The influence of drugs was massive. I can't understate that. And while this channel is not a drug channel, I have spoken to the old timers about what they've used and they were not small doses. They were on a boatload and they had their sources from official doctors who were sympathetic at the time. Apparently there was a doctor operating in the late nineties who they would all go to and get their prescriptions from. So they had legitimate drugs and plenty of them. And the dosages that some of these guys discussed were not small. So drugs was a massive confounder. But the other thing, which I think Alex didn't mention because he wouldn't know is that a lot of these guys, they didn't actually train when they went off. So if their supply dried up, if the doctor wouldn't give them anything, if their old lady said, look, we're going to go on a family holiday this year, you're not going to spend it on drugs. And they had to go off. They just stopped training. And the reasoning was, look, I need the drugs to be able to recover from such intense training. And how many times have you heard that sentiment? Yeah. Yeah. I take the stuff so I can recover from the training. No, how do we know then? Okay. Let's just take this. Let's just strip away the training for a second. Okay. Let's forget about the training for a second. You take drugs, you make lots of progress, you get off the drugs, you regress. Logically what happened? Just think about it. Never mind the training for a second. What happened? What happened was you went on drugs. You got really big. You went off drugs. You got small again. Perhaps that's because the training wasn't optimal in the first place. <laughs> that's a different spin on it, isn't it? But that's the difference. Between. Perhaps it was because the training was not optimal in the first place. In fact, the only thing that was driving your growth was the drugs. That's a, perhaps that's a particularly unfair and harsh interpretation of it, but I'm making a point. I make an extreme point to leverage against the extreme point that they're making. That actually there was massive rampant drug use amongst those guys. And a lot of times they attributed their success to the really hard training they did when they were on. Then, then when they were off the drugs, they didn't train as hard or they didn't train at all. So what did it exactly? Probably a combination of both, but I made that example just to get you to think a little bit about that, because that's what tends to happen. A lot of people aren't aware of that. And so drugs are a massive confounding factor. But again, you look at the mentality related to the last slide. What they're saying is it wasn't the drugs that made them big. They're saying it was the hard work. Yeah. I train so hard. I need the drugs to recover. Trust me. I train so hard. I train more than a mere mortal could train. That's why I need so many drugs. Just think about it. That logical fallacy there. So drugs is a massive confounding factor and not in the way that people think because yeah, obviously drugs work. We know that. But the other thing is just to summarize this section before I move on, a lot of them trained a lot easier or just didn't train at all without the drugs. So you have to wonder what caused the progress when they did get on gear. Was it the training? Or was it the drugs? And another thing that I'll say at that point is if the training was so effective, why didn't it work when they were off? So that 
is the final thing. Alex was very passionate about his video, particularly at the beginning. But you've got to understand the reason why I'm so passionate about this issue is because I come from the area. I know these people. You know, I know what they value. I know the arguments. I've had them over and over again, many times over the years, many times when I was a lot younger and I didn't have the self-confidence to say and talk the way I talk now. And the, the arguments always boil down to these things. It was their hard work over everything else. Drugs were downplayed. Everybody else is stupid. The truth is self-evident. Why? Because Dorian. So I would love to hear your guys' thoughts on this, but that is a bit of an inside from an insider. Peace out.